0: welcome to another episode of million dollar stories i have a really fun guest simply because he lives in canada and he follows the edmonton oilers i think the last time they won a cup i believe was 19 was it 63 somewhere in there anyways <laughs> this is dwight heck dwight heck wrote a book with us called give a heck the first time i met him was in utah i'm sitting back behind uh, everybody i see this guy In the front row wearing a fedora. I'm like, who is this guy asking all of these questions to the speakers? And whenever I got up there and I spoke in front of all of them, I kind of gave all my attention to this guy that you have in front of you right now, Dwight Hack. He's hilarious. You never would guess the type of humor he'll throw at you. So you're in for a treat today. Um, the girl that I took to Utah, I think ended up liking him more than she likes me. So, uh, Dwight, heck, thanks for being here, man. Thanks brother. Appreciate, uh, you know, being your last choice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I went through all 300 and some clients to, and then I finally got to you. So you guys, I mean,
1: what about the guy guy in the corner? Did he say no (laughs) to
0: uh but you put out a book i think your life is a little bit different than two years ago you have oh. now a personal development coaching let me read off what you have on your website give are you living life on purpose or do you feel trapped and stuck in a rut instead of going through motions of going from work to home and back again step into an intentional life worth living a personal development coach can help empower empower you to stop living life by accident and create a more meaningful and intentional life. You owe it to yourself to follow the Pittsburgh Penguins and root for them at all ends of the world. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. See, the level of corruption in the US, that's why you come to us Canadians, because we're level-headed and we have our shit together. You think so? We, we, don't, we don't live up in the clouds, delusional, you know, <laughs> and you don't even
0: drink what's your excuse i watched i watched a guy in canada walk out of his house to go get the mail and uh, i think he was arrested he wasn't allowed to leave his house i don't know what's going on up there but Trudeau's making it impossible for people to like have fun, smile, and you know, have a good life. I guess it's illegal to do that up there. So
1: he just didn't get hugged enough as a child. Come on, <laughs> he needed he needed he needed his mumby's boob more. Maybe I don't know.
0: So God bless you. You got to come down to the United States. You got to come to Pittsburgh, where the real big boys play. Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, two of the goats. So come you're, on down. You're the you're great welcome.
1: Canadians of all time. Gotta love it. <laughs>
0: The reason why I'm wearing this hat for this guy today is because he always outshines me with his hat wear. It's not going to happen today, Dwight. I've got it. This is my Newsies hat. So, uh, you know, I'm already beating you on the, in the hat game today, I think. Hopefully, if anybody else out there um, is on my side, just give a little check as a little thumb thumbs up or give me a little vote saying, Mike, your hat looks nicer than Dwight's. It'll make me feel better. Than him. So that's good. He needs all
1: the help he can get. Do
0: it, please. (laughs) You wrote a book though. Give a heck. Can you give a quick little rundown on what it all entails? Well, give a heck. The book is
1: even how I do that. My podcast is basically starts out with my origin. Um, from my childhood I had, I was bullies at a kid. I had some health issues, but i always had that entrepreneur heart so it talks about the fact of my first entrepreneurship being a a paper boy and and what it taught me and the book goes through and tells people you know and gives them hope gives them the fact that you can have purpose but you got to put in some effort right there's there's stuff in there that teaches people how to goal set yes it's you know it's basic because at the end of the day, giving people too much information and feeding them through a, a garden hose versus a fire hose, right? So I decided to keep it simple, based on your advice, which was great advice, by the way. And we basically, I, I step people through the process of understanding that you need, to, you need to put things down on paper, and then you need to go and put action into place. And it all evolves. Though, so in order to get your goals in life, you need to understand your money situation. You need to understand the rules of the money game and how your inflows and outflows work. And the basics, if you're making a dollar spending a dollar fifty, you're always going to be on the hamster wheel of life. You're never going to get ahead. You're never going to, you're always going to you it get up one l- rung of the ladder of life, but you'll fall back three because you don't know what you want. And people say, well, how does goal setting tie into budgeting? Well, think about it. If you have a goal to want a vacation home a car maybe you want to go on your actual first vacation i've had clients that haven't gone on a vacation in a decade we sat down and we literally analyzed their life their finances and when you look at holistic financial planning you have to go back to that person's origin what do they think their way they do about money what was instilled into their mindset when they were kids into young adults or even in their current life maybe their significant other or their partner is grew up a different way and there's conflicts so they hide about money they get into financial strife they go to bed at night in quiet desperation i talk about that in my book but in order to live a purposeful life you need to understand oh i want this goal this is what this goal is going to cost me this is what i'm bringing in oh my god what am i going to do well you need to go through your life and say i don't understand the difference between a need and a want Mm -hmm. Oh, Dwight's going to teach me that. Let's go through the budget because I want to get rid of the things that are uh, wants initially keep the needs in there so that I can make sure that I can live. And then we add the wants in there, those goals, those dreams, those aspirations. And it may take baby steps for some, some, it might be, oh, wow, I can do it right now. And it's like, hurrah, but you know what? Intentional purposeful living takes practice.
0: Hmm. Have you noticed that's the biggest differentiator? compared to uh, wealthy and people who are struggling maybe they don't know their purpose they don't know where to put their money they don't know what they're trying to obtain uh, they don't have the recipe or the uh, ingredient list to get them to what they want simply because they don't know what they want.
1: well you know they don't know what they want but the harsh reality is is a lot of my wealthy clients that are millionaires don't budget they don't goal set. And they have it by accident. And that may confuse people, but it's true. They just have so much money that they spend it. But those same people in circumstances like the pandemic or market crashes like 2008, they literally were suffering like everybody else. They were at a higher level of broke because they were spending based on influx of money. They weren't budgeting any of it. They weren't saving enough of it. They were just living on the hamster wheel at a higher level, if that makes sense. So, yes, the wealthy majority of them do have goals. They do plan. But, you know, just to uh, make people understand, they struggle too. I sit down with wealthy people and we actually do the same process that I do with somebody that's broke and it's because of the fact they were never taught. It's always based on our origin. We're never taught. Our school system is broken. It still is broke today. Even when I was a kid, it was broke. It's going to be broken to the next generations until we stand up as a society and say, you know what, whether you're whether you're wealthy, this is the process of personal development to clean up your six inches between your ears to understand that it's you are worthy, that you deserve everything in life. And if you're wealthy, why wouldn't you want to make sure that you never lose that? Because most of my wealthy clients, one of their biggest fears is not having it anymore. Wow. are losing it, right? Because I have goal sheets and they'll write down that, you know, their, their security of their financial situation. And it's even involving, yes, people, it involves insurance. Why? Because if somebody's wealthy and their family is living off of X amount of money a month and on these luxurious trips and these houses and that, a lot of wealthy people, they don't plan it properly. And again, this works for poor people too. They don't plan it properly. And if all of a sudden they lose it, they lose everything because they're living on a payment structure. Not a logical payment structure. I'm not saying you can't go and finance things, but you have to do it, structure it logically. So if you were to die in the event of a tragedy, is your loved one still going to have the money to do all that? Have you made everything and planned it all so that there you have some life insurance in place? Do you have a proper will in place to make sure that your assets pass properly? Do you have it in tra- tax structures, things that will you know, screw the government? Because I know when I F and die, I'd rather my family get more of it than the damn government because they spend so money money so wisely, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They just, they know how to spend your money way better than you do, of course. Right. Of course. So I want to make us continually to be smarter than most
1: governments and politicians in the world. And it's not hard actually, right? It really isn't.
0: What are uh, three principles that you help your clients understand? Because the way I look at money... I wanted to grow my business because that was my lifeblood. That was my passion. That was what I could control, Pro- produces cash flow. I take that cash flow and I invest in assets that appreciate in value, real estate that give me equity, but also more cash flow, right? So there's those two pieces. And then the third aspect is legacy wealth with life insurance and using that to um, be my own bank, if you will. So that's sort of my game plan. What do you recommend to individuals whenever you sit down with them?
1: Well, again, initially the recommendations don't happen because I have to, you know, dig into their origin and where they're at. Um, but yeah, one of the massive foundations of any good financial plan or life plan is what you just said. It is insurance. People don't get it. And I'm not talking term insurance. Term insurance is is decent for those that can't afford to have permanent insurance or some people call it infinite banking, which is what you're referring to, where you utilize life insurance to um, create wealth, yeah. tax-free wealth if it's done and structured correctly. And it's a great legacy plan. So I do talk to my clients. We start out on a foundation and you know, think about the, the foundation of a house. What does a house have to have? It has to have a solid foundation in order for it to survive and weather the storm. Well, if I sit with my clients, and we set them up with uh, life insurance, um, you know, whether it's renting initially and then converting it into cash-based insurance, that is a great foundation and event of tragedy, but it also ties to a person's legacy, as you mentioned. People don't get it. Well, what do you mean? Well, your legacy is something you start and work on your whole life. It is not something you sit and it just happens, you know, by chance when you pass away, so literally, those different steps that I take people through, focus on creating that living legacy, I call it a living legacy, I talk to them about it, and that life insurance is core. But on top of that, then it's the intentional living of understanding the rules of the money game. So that's just that would be the the first and foremost thing that we'd have to do in regards to planning which ties to goal setting. So those two are neck and neck as a step in order to make sure people are going to have that purposeful life and not continually live on the hamster wheel. And don't get me wrong. I've had circumstances even in my last now going into my 21st year of my um, business where I've been back on that hamster wheel. But usually it's because my six inches isn't mentally tough enough. So in those processes of doing this, I'm having conversations with my clients and asking them the tough questions. And one of the things most people in my industry and most careers don't do is they don't shut the hell up and listen, right? They just, they want to show everybody how smart they are, right? And that is a giant problem in our world today is we ask people questions when we really don't care to know the answers, but I do want to know the answer. I want to know what they want so that I can step them through intentional living and, What's the time frame? Some people, it can be weeks. Some people, it can be years, depending on their circumstances, because personal development, coaching and doing the lifestyle coaching that I've been doing in my practice for 21 years, and now I'm doing it outside of my practice, as well as you and I talked about earlier, is so important because people don't know what they don't know. They don't know what's holding them back, Mike right and even yourself when i had you on my podcast and when i've gotten to know you over the last two and a half years you had your circumstances you had your your trials and tribulations and when you had those epiphany moments whether it was brought forward by somebody telling you or you just had this realization that's when you started your baby steps in life yep that's when you started that's when you started to be successful already before you were successful and success isn't always monetary based it's liking what you see in the mirror it's liking how you feel when you wake up in the morning it's liking how you feel when you go to bed at night but sorry if that
0: yeah was, no, was an no that you but, but what you're saying there is that a lot of people you meet with who are multimillionaires might not have that same feeling so money does not equate to happiness right so uh and i i believe it's just a tool that provides the happiness but if you hate how you earn your money if you hate yourself right it's going to be expressed in every social media post. Whenever you meet individuals face-to-face, when you go to events, uh, money is just a tool. And that's what you teach your people, that to, a tool to get you where you really want to go. But you really have to identify that purpose, that lifestyle, that perfect day. I've thought about this for years, right? What's my perfect day look like? And it might be a little different now than it, than it will be probably 5, 10, 15 years from now. But identifying that and then building the business and the money around that rather than earn the money and then try to figure out how am I going to build a life with this?
1: You have to evolve in life because, you know, people get tired of me saying that, but being on the hamster wheel of life is keeping you in a stagnant position and we get camped in life and so many people live in that valley of despair and that's not a place to live. And you can live outside of the valley of despair and you can be broke. You can, you can be somebody that's just barely making it month to month, but you are confident that you're taking those steps to continue to climb in life and you feel good. You don't go to bed like I used to go to bed at night in quiet desperation. I wake up in quiet desperation. I lived with a mask on all the time. I was living a giant facade because, you know, it's tough. You have to continue and it's easy, but it is tough. Because you have to shut out the noise of associations that are negative, the naysayers. You have to watch your associations to what you watch, listen to, read. You have to strengthen your resolve. Your mindset has to be tough and you need to work on it. You need to listen or read good books. You need to read, you know, listen, part of me, to great podcasts and watch your associations. People don't need to be in your life for every season. They just don't. It's okay to say to people or tell yourself. And and here's what I tell people all the time. They tell me negative stuff about people and I'll look at them and and I try to reframe it for them. And I'll say, you know what? Can you tell me something good about that person? (laughs) Even though you're telling me bad things and that it's your relationship is horrible or you've already severed it. You must've had a reason to hang out with them initially. Can you tell me something that happened? Good. And all of a sudden people, their demeanor changes their body language changes and they'll go, And sometimes they'll smile. Oh, yeah, we had this and this and that. So how about you realize that that person is separated? You have a separation season now. And that's okay. It can be family. It can be friends. And embrace that good moment. And discard the negative that happened, because all it's doing is being a mental anchor for you. And that can be our childhood. It can be so many different things that we've never been taught that it's okay to forgive that person and forgive ourselves, move forward, and go be the most successful individual we can on the planet. But you have to be intentional about it. You have to have the right associations. Eventually, you'll become mentally tough where you don't, the associations will strengthen you they will not complete you because you will become a complete individual and have all the tools you need in your arsenal to always fight against bad moments, right? Because again, I don't believe in bad days. I think you and I have talked about that before.
0: Most people, and I guarantee that you've noticed this, are reactionary in life. They are not proactive. Proactive with their money, with their habits, who they hang around. They're reactionary. Whatever life gives them, that's whenever they figure out what to do with it that to me leads to very bad decision-making because if you do have some type of windfall financially, what do you do with it? And I guarantee it really comes back to your daily habits. This is why people who make a lot of money in the lottery usually lose it because they haven't built that that muscle. They haven't built the habits in place that will help them create more. Have you noticed that individuals you meet with are 98% of them most likely are reactionary to anything that happens in their life, whether it comes to their finances, their fitness, their spirituality, their mentality. They're all just living day by day. And it is on accident is how you put it in your book, right? Well, it's
1: reactionary in the sense too, though, it's not forever. And if that makes sense. So people will get into the fitness kicks, into the nutrition kicks, into whatever kick. All of a sudden, they're reactionary to everything in their lives and they quit. And sometimes they quit when success is right around the corner because light does not bend, right? So mm-hmm. they don't look around the corner to see their success, and they are reactionary. And your uh, in your statement about people gaining money, I have clients that gain large sums of money, like inheritances. I had a client here a couple years back inherited um, a healthy sum of money, right into the seven figures. Guess who the first person he called? me why he was my client when he was broke when he was barely making it he's been my client for about 18 years he's gone through my processes he understood and had that not necessarily fear he under he had the understanding that he needed to have somebody mentor him so that he made the right decisions because there all of a sudden there's wolves at the door all of a sudden you have friends that you haven't seen in years you have relatives that that didn't give two shits about you and, you know, all of a sudden, all these charities come out of the woodwork, and he was already, you know, he had only, he'd found out about that he was getting the money months before we started planning before he got the money, right? That is the type of person that you can become, that I have become, but it takes planning, it takes, you know, purposeful thought processes, we can all become critical thinkers, whether we have money or don't have money, because being a critical thinker and and looking at life, because how many people have you met, Mike, that say, you know, I just want to be happy, but yet they're not doing anything to be happy. They're always reactionary about things. They they hear something, and instead of going, oh, maybe I should check this out, make sure this is factual. Maybe I should talk to that person, because I just had some hearsay, and ask them, and be courageous and say hey i heard you said this is is that correct and and listen to somebody else's thought process but most society like you said is reactionary they read a social media post they see something on television they listen to something they hear something verbally they watch something and they react instead of you know just sitting back and going hmm how much truth is in that maybe mm-hmm. there's a lot of truth maybe there's no truth but I'm a critical thinker. I'm a thought leader. I'm going to be somebody that is not going to react. I'm going to research, investigate, then respond. And respond in a respectful, kind way. And I, I heard hear this from Tony all the time. It's a Canadian thing. I hear this from other American friends. No, it's not. It's not a Canadian thing. it's just the fact that's who I am. That's who I choose to be. That's who I've worked damn hard to be, and you can be that too. It don't matter where you live. you can be a person that's always going to analyze, then respond. Quit being that person that responds and and infuriates and and, and literally throws gas on a fire and makes people more angry. you know, and if you're that type of person, you're not in my mm-hmm. circle.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you're not Mike's inner circle. No, hell no. The uh, the the power that comes from knowing who you are, knowing what you want, it's just immeasurable. Like you know when to say no, right? To friends, to investment ideas. Hey, that sounds great. I mean, it sounds like it's a dream. Doesn't fit my pathway. It requires a little bit too much energy. It doesn't fit my DNA. And you know what? I think that's going to take me off my path there is something to be said about individuals who know exactly where they're going in life. And you probably see some type of trend. We're around people like a Tony Watley, like the Tyler McBrooms, and these people know exactly where they're going. And uh, you're able to see the financial success, but also the level of freedom that they have, right? What they post online, who they hang around. And that to me is a sign of someone who's kind of figured it all out, right? So masterminds, right? We met through a mastermind, 365 Driven. Um, We're part of Arate. I think you're still part of Arate. A couple other masterminds that we have in common. How has that given you more clarity on the type of person you want to become and where you want to take your life?
1: I like that question. Clarity of what I want to be. It also gives me clarity of what I don't want to be.
0: Bingo. Yeah, I agree.
1: It works on both sides. And I'm not trying to be that, you know, devil's advocate or anything but it's it's what i tell myself there's always a there's always a pro and there's always a con there's always a plus there's a negative and you know it's it's helped me masterminds my goodness when i first joined the 365 um society back in March or and part of me the third week of february 2020 just before the pandemic hit i was comfortable right? I was just comfortable. I was coasting in life. I wasn't in the valley of despair. I wasn't any of of that stuff, but I was just comfortable. I was on the hamster wheel thinking I was happy, but yet I really had stopped critically thinking. And those that are listening or watching realize our brain is a giant computer. It doesn't know the difference between the truth and the lie and what we feed it. And if you are not belonging to a mastermind or at least have a coach or mentor, Even as a coach mentor myself, I'm going to have a coach mentor the rest of my life. Once I discovered the power of that already, I discovered it 30 years ago, but then I let it go away. Then I rediscover it, and then I let it go away. Once you realize that intentional living requires you to be able to get outside of your own way, have a conversation with Mike, and Mike say, you know what? You're full of shit. You know, this is what you need to be. You need to have somebody that can be kind but yet blunt and that's what i am i'm kind but i'm blunt i can yeah. attest to that guys he's blunt there's no doubt about it and, and these masterminds like tony's mastermind and rt like rt i remember in 2018 when i was became one of the ogs of rt um it was it was mind blowing listening to and I already knew Ed through the financial world for eighteen years. Never knew Andy until that point. And then I started listening to Andy's podcast. And then Ed started his podcast in um, uh, twenty nineteen. And you know, then it, that the reason I bring that stuff up is because by putting that information into my mind, and then Tony's podcast, and taking all that information, and then being on calls with these people. It's just like it it, it it checks all the boxes because you can hear things, you know, over recording or reading it or whatever. But then when you hear people in a group talking about it and then people challenging one another and it's all personal based about your six inches, because some of these people are successful that are on the call. Some of them aren't. Some of them are wanting to be successful financially. They're already there mentally. Some don't have any of it. But these masterminds give you the ability to bounce ideas off of people that are that are like-minded. People that you will in a very short period of time learn to know, like, and trust that will give you information that'll make you think, oh wow, that's a new concept, Dwight. I gotta think. I can't just be camped and I can't just come home and sit on the couch all night. I can't, you know, I, I, I can't waste my time anymore. Cause life is precious. It's in session. This isn't a dress rehearsal. Yeah, you're right. You can't. So masterminds like RT like 365 um, you know, are just amazing. I'm in my third year now with Tony and in, in the mastermind and our little group we get, and I've, I've been blessed. Every year to have different people that are in because some people don't stay. Some people, you know, or are there aren't, isn't their season anymore. For me, it's always going to be my season because I choose to always live an intentional life and I don't want to think that I've arrived, right? And people say, well, you're going to arrive eventually. No, I'm not. I mean, my mental mindset, I don't want to say that I've arrived because then I'm not open-minded to learning knowledge and continuing to grow and to question the things that I believe today. And that's another thing. People, if you believe something today and you find different tomorrow, you better be telling people that it's changed. Don't be that person that still spreads improper information. That is sickening. It It makes me sick, right? That continue to say, oh, blah, 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 blah. When
0: you know what's complete horseshit. Yeah. So you put out this book, I believe it's been about two years right here. Still have one (laughs) of the biggest logos added to any book that I've ever seen or we've ever worked on. Two years at the beginning of this month. How has your life changed? I meet with people who, you know, they put themselves out there for the very first time in a book and that leads to podcasts and then it leads to them creating their own podcast. I think that's the recipe that you've abided by, right? Book well, in- I started my podcast first. Oh, okay. So tell me how this has elevated your brand or maybe trust within your community. Give me an idea of what oh this has gosh. done for you. A, a book. I still remember
1: the conversation, if I can touch a little bit on a story about you and I meeting with one another, and you're right, I was in the front row. I always believed in being present when I'm at conventions or, or at uh, conferences, and I was sitting in the fr- front row and listening to you, and and I had already met you and talked to you for a couple seconds, didn't really know you. I was blown away by a statement that you made. A book is a is a book only because it's a business card for your life you're sharing with society you're sharing with the masses you know exactly what you are and what you represent yes you can have fictional books but the type of book that i have is not fictional it's a reality book this is who i am maybe after you read it you can know like and trust me better yep so i started the podcast shortly after you and i met with encouragement from tony and a few other people and then literally within two weeks, I was looking at the dates here recently, within two weeks of meeting you, I had already paid a deposit and you and I were already having conversations about the book because your presentation was so profound about how a book could change my life. Cause I always wanted to write a book my whole life. I did, but I was, you know, thinking about children's books cause I used to make up stories for my kids when they're growing up. Now I do it for my grandkids, but that book changed my life. And Within months of releasing that book, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I had a guy reach out to me. His name is Mike as well. And he sent me a picture of he bought two of the books the day it was released, right? So he's sending me this picture, and and he he bought it. I knew he had bought it. Originally, he put it in one of the posts, but I never really give it, you know, I'm excited about the book. I don't understand what kind of feelings I'm going to have, right? So... He sends me a picture, I think it was a few months later, of his daughter reading the book. He had given a copy of her. She was reading it in an the airplane. They were going on a trip. Then he sent me a picture of her sitting and watching my podcast Oh no right? on a giant screen. <laughs> that in poor chair. girl. Yeah, exactly. Guess what? High school kid. She's <laughs> watching my podcast on my YouTube channel. Then he sent me, I don't know, maybe days later, weeks later, he said, Dwight, Emily has, you know, you've completely impacted her life. I want you to read this article. She wrote an article for her school newspaper of her two favorite art, uh, two favorite authors, part of me, and why. And I was number one. <laughs> and she explained why, how her book had touched her life. Fast forward later, she's now in business with her dad. Her dad continues to build his you know, continue to expand and climb because he's an entrepreneur as well, and she's joined that pact but she was she was in high school brother and people think that books can't impact people now that's a giant business card in the sense that she may never ever do business with me but it's a business card that we have something to share that people need to have and all i need to do is change one person's life and i have so many stories like her but that was the most impactful in my life i've had other people reach out to me that were starting entrepreneurs that are part of the 365 group i won't drop names but Read my book and said chapter six was the most impactful thing on my life, right? In regards to changing the way I think about money, the way I think about different things. And then I can't think of, sorry guys, even though it's my book, I can't remember all the different chapter numbers, but the, you know, the chapter on goal setting, I never thought about it. And I did more research, and it's called igniting a flame, but you have to be the spark. So my book has become the spark for many different people. And, and it gets brought up on podcasts. It, it, it has been a game changer for me. I have no regrets. And honestly, 100% honest here, I haven't had a regret since moment one. Moment one of actually giving you the deposit, telling you in Utah that I was, you know, thinking seriously about it. Because a lot of people are all, you know, as well as I do, they're all talk. They're no action. And that's one thing Tony wrote in the forward about me, which
0: is true. I say something that's going to become a reality, right? Yep. Yeah. Forward by Tony Wadley, a mentor to both of us. And uh, you have a couple of great chapters here. He listed off a few, but your daily, daily associations mean everything. Sleepless nights and quiet desperation. Budget like your life depends on it. Through the goal setting chapter. Failure is learning. Failure is a learning experience. Is there any one or two favorite chapters or stories that stick out to you? You have one about you know your children, and maybe that's probably the most meaningful. But um, anything that sticks out as in like that's your favorite story, favorite lesson that you are teaching. Oh my
1: gosh, I've had been asked that before. There's so many good things in there. I think one of the things that I want people to resoundingly understand is the difference. Between needs and wants and what is important in your life. Since my kids were little, I've taught them about the rules of the money game and the understanding the fact that everything in your life is not a need. Everything in your life is not a want. And what's the difference? Well, you think about money and buying stuff. And I tell people, now if your car breaks down and in order to get to your job, which is we'll use miles for your Americans. You know, your job is thank 20, you very much. Your job is 20 Kilometers? Miles, No way. Yeah. Your job is 20 miles away and your car breaks down and you have no money. Be ever room on your credit card. Is that a need or a want? Most people don't know that answer. That's yeah. a need. Because yeah. in order for you to continue to make income to keep your head above water so you don't drown, you need to get to that job 20 miles away, right? Oh, that same car is running fine, but you want to put a kick-ass stereo in it. That's a want that is not a need and then if you look at that and you follow within the the budget process and you look at your budget and go oh my gosh if i spend this i'm going to be short here or i'm not going to be able to put more into my re- real estate fund for buying properties like you right um income producing properties or i'm not going to be able to save for my retirement oh my gosh i'm going to have to go on another credit card vacation or i'm just not going to go on a vacation again another year goes by that hamster will gets tighter and tighter right so Mm -hmm. i I think there's so many good things that i share in there i i think one of the really inspirational stories for me that brought tears to my eyes is when i talked about the fact of being a paper boy and how it was so impoundly uh, pardon me profoundly impactful on my life and i didn't realize it till i actually was working on that book and the fact that you know Everything in life can you can learn from even at a young age, I learned how to deal with clients, I learned how to deal with rejection, I learned how to have to pay bills, and I was like 12 years old, right? And most people don't get that. Oh, you know, but it's the little things in life. It's the little things in life that we sit back and we have to reflect on and appreciate. So, you know, there's, there's
0: many different things. Um, I wish I could have given you a better story. No, <laughs> I, I love that. What you just said there about the paper boy. I always ask people at the end of every book interview, and maybe this is what we did talk about. Is there a defining moment when you were a child that pretty much outlined where you want to go in life? When I was 16, I got a job at a convenience store. And that's the first time I ever met an entrepreneur. And that's what shaped me. So these My little moments.
1: My dad shaped me though to... And here's how my dad shaped me. My dad used to say, all, I, all you deserve in life is love, right? Shelter and food. Anything beyond that you need to work for. So I was like, well, what do you mean? Because my dad's was, you know, he's retired now. I was a very successful entrepreneur. And he taught me a lot of lessons that I didn't realize until I got older. But one of the lessons he taught me, you want something go work for it. You got to trade your time for dollars like most people do. And you got to skin your knee, you got to get back up. And in that period of time, when I was being a paper boy, I was also starting to work from my dad and learning lessons, hard lessons, didn't necessarily understand them or, and appreciate them. But those little lessons in life, like as a paper boy, going up to the door, ringing the doorbell, because back then nothing was electronic. I had a little book I had to tear off a slip and you paid me actual money or, you know, a check and They'd pull back the curtains. It wouldn't answer the door because they owed me money. Rejection. 12 years old. Rejection. Next house. Rejection. Win. Win. Rejection. Just, oh, my just, gosh. It's minus 30 out. And I have to put a. I have got to dress up and bundle up. And I got to get the newspaper to the door because people are counting on me. That's what an entrepreneur is. Somebody that goes through trials, tribulations, and has wins but it's all about serving and helping others, right? Mm-hmm. Taking yourself outside of that selfishness. And I started, I, didn't, I started learning that at 12, brother.
0: So good, you're right, right? You go through all these negative experiences for the small portion of your time turns into big wins. And learning it early on is going to give you such an advantage in life that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. A lot of people are not going to be happy to see you. They're going to talk shit about you. They're going to ignore you. And then eventually it starts to click and you realize that that's the journey. And the more you fall in love with that process and the journey, the better you become as an entrepreneur, as a servant with a service-based mindset, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it was... You know, and then I'd started working for my dad when I was very young and, you know, other kids were going on summer vacations and I'd be like, dad, I want to, why aren't we doing stuff? Well, you know, harvest season, man, like you gotta, you gotta sow your seeds and you gotta, when they're watered, you gotta harvest and from spring till snowfall again in the fall, that was my dad's busy season and he needed me. You know, was I integral in his his business? Absolutely not. Eventually, I may have become that integral part helping him because I started part-time. Then all of a sudden, let's say I was 13, 14. I had to be there full-time every summer. Here, this is, here's here's bookkeeping. You got to do this. Here, this is how you do customer, you know, deal with a customer. This is how you do inventory. And I started learning all that stuff. And, you know, was I resentful as a young kid? Absolutely. I'd be lying if I didn't say I was, it wasn't part of me because I, I literally, I wanted to be like my friends. They were bragging, oh, we're going out to the lake. We're doing this. We're doing that. And my dad was going, okay, it's, you got to be at work by this time. Oh, let's go home and eat supper. Oh, you kind of go home for lunch. We're going to, you know, for dinner, part of me, for the Americans, <laughs> you got to have a sandwich and then get back to work. You got 20 minutes and Okay, Dwight, you coming back with me to the shop after? He didn't have a computer system. He didn't believe in him back then. But, you know, let's let's we got to go to the parts cards. Okay, here's the invoice book. Okay, click click click. Okay, here's the sheet. We got to order all these parts. We got to give good service. We got to make sure we're responsible. This has to all be done. It could be ten o'clock at night. I'd be going home and then back at her the next morning. He taught me stick to He taught me to have action. And again. People listening, watching, you can you can learn this stuff when you're younger and you may not appreciate it, but it does stick. It does stick. And my bo- book talks about all the different changes and the different influences I had in life and the opportunities because I was I had my ear to the track, right? One of the stories I talk about in the book, if, if you recall, was the story of how I got into owning my own computer business. I went through electronics engineering as a technical college and to, you know, not give the whole story. So people actually buy the book I literally, for free or go to your website, yeah, get or, a free
0: copy. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Go get a free copy. Um, I literally that opportunity came to me because I graduated from electronics engineering from a technical college. I was working for a company called Canadian Standards Association, overheard somebody talk about the fact they couldn't get their service company in to do something that was crucial for them to continue to do business. And they're a multi-million dollar business, right? Billions actually now. And I just, I stuck my foot out. I literally said, hey. I'm across the line here, pick me, let me get, give me a shot. I'm going to, I can do this. And they're like, well, what's your experience? Well, I've done this. I've done that on my own, but you know, I'll figure it out because I'm a tenacious person. And so they give me all the books. And a couple of days later, I completed all the tasks they want. And from that, I had a realization, Oh my gosh, i got a business going on here. And I started a business on the side while working for them full time Took over all their stuff, all their computer stuff. Did it on the side while working for them full time during the day. Ended up having to quit. Bought out another, bought out a computer company with the with some of the profits that we made part time. Because by then I brought on my uh, uh, my relative as a business partner, and the life was hit. Life was history. Went from there to developing mm-hmm. and creating a consulting company. And you know, what's the moral of all this? Listen. Be aware. Be attentive to your surroundings, and quit wishing and saying, "Oh, if you're a God-fearing person, oh God, bring it, bring me success, bring me happiness." How about you do what you need to do to get that yourself? Surround yourself with the right people. Right?
0: Sorry. That's excellent. I no, on. I could just let you go, man. Makes my job easy. But the website is giveaheck.com you can get a copy of his book if you're in the USA we'll send you one free plus shipping basically if you're in Canada you got what is it it's an extra what $250 fee on top of that so no worries guys <laughs> you got to you got to give me a goat a chicken <laughs> and it'll arrive right around this time next year <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: that we're a pretty expansive country and we got to get our rucksack on and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some jerky in there a bottle of water we're gonna have our toque on for you know for those people that don't know what a toque is, you know keep our ears warm and we're gonna get that book to you sometime next next century
0: it's coming, don't you worry. Uh but the way to get a hold of you I would think is through the website. I mean, you do offer a couple different things and maybe you can kind of touch on that. The financial advice obviously is there. Guys, if you're out there this in this guy knows finances very well in and out. So, if you have questions about how to manage your money, how to put things to work for you, get in touch with Dwight, but you also have coaching available and this does have to do with how they live their life, finding that purpose and living life um in accordance with like the dreams and wishes rather than just waiting for things to arrive on your doorstep by accident. So uh what else do you recommend for people out there to get a hold of you? Is it through your social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook? Do you know, the easiest pl- way to get a hold of me, you already brought it up. Go to giveaheck.com,
1: right at the bottom, you know, just above uh where you go on to you know your computer you look at the bottom of your screen you'll see all my social media links you can click on them you can go up and contact and you can schedule a, an appointment with me we can have a zoom meeting we can communicate we can converse i literally have developed into a person that just wants to help people it, it, i just want to make sure that you're happy but you have to want it you have to be in the land of the living and the willing Right, because you can't oh have, you can't be mentally dead. You need to have that spark, and if you have that little bit of a, a desire, maybe I can be the spark to ignite the flame inside of you. And you don't have to be in my country. I can help you through the processes. I won't be able to offer you products and services per se, like financial and insurance based stuff, but I can certainly help you with the service of personal development. I can. Share with you. I'll be very vulnerable with you. I will commiserate with you in a good way. I will uplift you, and just help you get through those struggles in your life. But it takes with you to go to the website, hit the button, schedule something with me. You can click the book book button. It'll actually take you to the site that Mike's talking about that they developed for me, which is an amazing, amazing thing that we're working on and continuing to evolve. And yeah, just. You could, if, you, if you're if you a person that has an organization you want somebody to speak at, I do speaking as well. I've been doing it in, in a captive basis the last 20 years, but now I do it outside of my finance world. I can talk to you about things that I share in the book that you've heard today that have nothing to do with finance. A lot of you, if you've, you've really keyed in on it, life is when you win intentionally by personally developing yourself and working on yourself
0: every freaking day and And being grateful for your day, I love it, and I can attest not not only myself but the entire team. we all love working with Dwight, so uh, he's fun to mess around with. he's fun to joke around with when it comes to his awful taste in hockey players and <laughs> teams, even though you know he's he knows his stuff when it comes to hockey there's no doubt he's just supporting the wrong people. So, we just love working with him. If you guys are out there and you're looking for a speaker when it comes to finances or living life with purpose, he's your guy. GiveAheck.com. Check it out. Dwight, this has been fun as always, man. Always. Big, big heart to Mr. Mike and your team. You guys, I love you all. When I first met him, guys, just so you know, I'm thinking to myself, do I really like guys who walk around in a fedora? Do they? I turned out to be one of those guys that just, I do. So you, you win, man. When I saw that guy in the front row, I said, God, you know, this guy up here, he might, he might be asking me some difficult questions. Will he really try to, um, knock me off my, uh, my pedestal. Uh, and it's just been a a great relationship ever since, man. So people who matched my hat style, they're my friends, not my foes. It's been an honor, (laughs) right?
1: Me too, brother. Appreciate you having me on. And, uh, have a
0: fantastic rest of your day and amazing weekend. My new phrase, guys, a million-dollar book will lead to a billion-dollar lifestyle. We'll see you in the next chapter.